All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Hey, how are we doing? We already got some people in the house there. Melissa, welcome. Julie, welcome. Angie, welcome. Share this out, share this out, share this out. It's Friday night. Law of one, right? Friday night, the law of one. I'm going to share this out as well. That's why I'm not turning my screen on yet for you to see my ugly mug. Because I'm going to go over and share this out, right? Got to find it live, though, here. I know it's live because I'm looking at it on one monitor. Now I'm going forward on another monitor because it's easier to share from an actual monitor than it is my phone. <laughs> but I'm under the chat on my phone, right? Although the chats aren't exactly synced up right now. What is this? Yeah, now I'm trying to find it. I know it's live here someplace. There I am. No, that was last week. Yes, it's here somewhere. It pops up in a weird place on my uh, thing when I go live, and here it is there. It goes like, <clears throat> instead of being like the first thing you see, it's weird the way this thing's configured the, on the, the pages, that it pops up, but it pops up like down below like last week's stuff that I did for like a week and a half. It's really odd that it does that. That's why I always kick it after the show. I post it or I pin it to the top so if people get there, they can see the latest uh, latest stuff, latest five videos in order, going backwards, of course, from the newest uh, backwards. Uh, because it's just weird the way it's posted, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I can change the setting. I may have to change the entire look of the page to do that. Uh, once they started with a new look, <coughs> pardon me. Once they went with the new programming not too long ago, when was that, like, a, I don't know, six months ago or so, they... They upgraded the whole shebang, and it changed the whole where all, everything was. So I had to get used to where the buttons were to push to do what. You know what I mean? I like this interface better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. But my point is that, uh, <laughs> you know, you want to find the live show, you got to go scroll down, scroll down, unless you click a link. That's weird, right? I don't know. I'm just saying. Right, so it's the law of one. Uh, we finished up. I'm going to backtrack a, a question or so back because they were at the time we stopped last week. Um, they had they had to readjust and recast um, the circle. Uh, and if you're just picking up today, it's going to be kind of in the middle of that conversation. So that's why I'm kind of giving you the the heads up uh, of what it's going to be. But I did go back like a question or so. Um, that way, you know, it, it doesn't seem as weird, but it's still going to be weird for those of you if you just found this episode and you didn't. Um, <clears throat> Pardon me, and you didn't find the um. You didn't find this now. Why did that jump? See, I was I was sharing that out live, and it jumped. Now I can't find it again. So I may have to do it on my phone after all. Well, that's stupid. Okay, that's just weirdness, man. That's just weirdness, right? Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to share it on my phone because I'm not able to find it right now because now it jumped to a different place live. Isn't that bizarre? That's, like, totally bizarre. Okay, guys, share this out. Like I said, share this out. I'm going to come back here in the studio so I can see what the heck is going on here, right? That's crazy. So what's this? So I told my mom no vacation. Is that what you said? <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking to me, right? You're talking to somebody else, right? You're having a conversation in the chat, and I was unaware of that conversation in the chat. That's hilarious. Thank you, Angie. Angie said, I love your show. I'm, I'm finally catching up with the chat because I was over in another window trying to share <coughs> a minute ago. Sorry about that. 
So yeah, so yeah, thank you. I'm I'm glad you love my show. Um, you know, make sure you share it out to anybody you think that it might benefit. Uh, Angela, hi. I just saw you pop in there. You said hi. I, uh, uh, Kirkpatrick. I didn't see you there because I was off the screen for a minute. Now when I got back and I'm actually seeing the chat, right? Kevin Cummings is here. Welcome. Thank you for for being here. Everybody, like I said, share this out. Um, let me get back over here to the studio. And I can change my camera and let you guys see me for a second there. Hey, there I am. My camera's working today. So, so the other operating system that I had, I was, I was uh, yesterday I was on StreamYard, and I was having issues with uh, my camera kept turning off. Today, I'm using OBS, my actual operating system, and there's uh, no big deal. And the only reason I do that is um, I like StreamYard. I'm going to go with StreamYard, but I still have a sound system problem that I haven't hammered out. They just upgraded their share video. So if that works, I should be able, and I haven't tested it yet. So if that works, before I was, you would share screen, and I also wanted to share my audio, and you guys couldn't hear the sound. It wasn't coming through because for some reason it has to use the microphone. So I had to take my, my lapel mic and hook it up as well and then put that up to the speakers so that you guys could hear the audio. For some reason it wouldn't share, but they added that feature and haven't tried it. So once I know that that's working, I can actually just uh, you know make an intro video because I've did that before where I just you, you'll see the exact same uh, scenario every time, the exact same scrolling pictures every time because I'll actually film the video with the music playing and then I can share the video and play it there so I can do the intro uh, and have the music and all that and do the same thing for Orion Rising News. I've been going without it and doing Orion Rising News there and done, you know, because Orion Rising News was another rock song, but it was much shorter. Uh, so I, I just went, ah, who cares? You know, I'll just put the banner up and put the meme up and, and run with that. Um, but I would like to have done the same there. I like the way it looks better. It's crisper. You guys know that. You guys, everybody who sees this and hears this. Well, you guys on the MP3 file around the world, you guys don't see it, but you hear it. Okay, so so like I said, we're at um, session, it's a loved one. We're at session 91 point. We're going to start at 10, question 10. Okay, so uh, let me just get right into it instead of wasting too much time. We'll get right into it so we can cover some more ground. Uh, but like I said, share this out, share this out. I will be doing the same thing. Um, I will share it out once I'm off camera and it starts to go. I'll start sharing it on my phone because apparently I'm having issues with the computer trying to find it for some reason. It disappeared after I shared it once. So it probably jumped up. I don't know. That's the weird thing. And then it'll be in a weird spot later on, too. That's why it's easier for me to do it with my phone. But it's harder because I have to sit here and go. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm not watching the chat. Right. <laughs> So in the chat's all weird anyway, so I'm going to I'm going to hop out of here uh, in this and and um I found that that it it broadcasts on my phone the way it's set up since technology's weird. The way it's set up, it broadcasts in two places, right? Um on the on the phone and one of them one of them um shows the chat properly and the other one doesn't, right? Isn't that weird? Um, I, I haven't figured out why that is. <laughs> and even here, the, the chat's not exactly um, uh, proper. So isn't that weird? So let me do all comments. Okay. So let's go ahead and let me switch over here, right? Let me go and switch the camera to here. And that's the studio for Facebook. But let me get you into the Law of One. Right. Let me make sure you've made it there. Yes. All right. So I'll go full screen here and we'll get started. OK, this is the law of one. Like I said, um, if you guys don't know what that is, you know, I usually try to run it down every single episode in case you just find me for the first time. There was a group called the LL Research Group between 1981 and 1984. Uh, tried to use channeling 
to see if they can make contact with any kind of life forms or whatever in the universe. And they make contact with not just an individual, but a hive mind complex, an entire species, and they call themselves raw. And immediately Dawn, the questioner, said, we have a raw here on our Earth in our history. Are you that, you know, in relation to that raw? And they said, yes, we are raw. We walked your uh, planet. Our people walked your planet. So that spawned 106 channeling sessions between 30 and 45 minutes in length that spanned between 1981 and 1984. And that spawned six books, seven if you count the pre-book, which was about the possibility of aliens and UFOs. Don put that out there first to get people on the, on the track while they were publishing or while they were writing and publishing the 106 sessions. <clears throat> so you can follow along uh, if you have the uh, video. You can follow along by, by putting it in full screen uh, unless you don't need to see the words, and you, but you're going to hear the computer speak the words. Uh, and, if, and if you want to follow along uh, well, on your own with your books, I, I always tell people to go ahead and do that. There won't be much difference because this is uh, from um, Muffy Mouse. Muffy Moose, pardon me, uh, is a group on on YouTube that put all of these uh, from the books to audio, and that's when I play their videos. That is LL Research approved material, okay? And then you can also follow along if you go to Law of One, L-A-W-O-F-O-N-E dot info, I-N-F as in Frank O. If you go there, you'll also pull, you can pull up the raw um, uh, put to print from the audio, the actual audio tapes of Carla doing the sessions and the question and answer sessions. So they're, you're, they're there for you to read along with as well. And if you look on the screen when you do that, you'll see that each before each one, um, before each, you know, uh, uh, like session 90 point question one zero, before that will be a little blue arrow. If you touch that blue arrow and turn it on, you'll hear the actual recording of that channeling session. Okay? And that's crazy. Right. But there's no explanation or anything. You'll just hear that. And raw talks very, very slow. Um, not like unlike myself, raw comes through with like one word every five seconds and sometimes later. So it takes 30 to 45 minutes just to get through the session without any uh, explanation or breaking down of anything. All right. I'm going to go into full screen and we'll go ahead and get started. Like I said, you know, here again, I still wasted about 11 minutes. I always do. So that's why I run long, because that way you guys get a full rich hour. Right, so here we go. Let me go into full screen over here, and we will start. Question 91.10. Questioner, what occurred when the microphone corns were slightly moved? Answer, I am Ra. The link between the instrument's mind, body, spirit complex and its yellow ray, chemical, physical vehicle was jarred. This caused some maladjustment of the organ you call the lungs and, if the repair had not been done, would have resulted in a distorted physical complex condition of this portion of the instrument's physical vehicle. Question 91.11 Questioner, what kind of distortion? Answer, I am Ra. The degree of distortion would depend upon the amount of neglect. The ultimate penalty, shall we say, for the disturbing of the physical vehicle is the death, in this case by what you would call the congestive heart failure. As the support group was prompt, there should be little or no distortion experienced by the instrument. Question 91.12 Questioner, why does such a very minor effect like the slight movement of the microphone cord result in this situation, not mechanically or chemically, but philosophically, if you can answer this question? Answer, I am Ra. 
we can only answer mechanically as there is no philosophy to the reflexes of physical vehicular function. There is what you might call the silver cord reflex, that is, when the mind, body, spirit complex dwells without the environs of the physical shell and the physical shell is disturbed, the physical shell will reflexively call back the absent enlivener, that is, the mind, body, spirit complex which is connected with what may be metaphysically seen as what some of your philosophers have called the silver cord. If this is done suddenly the mind, body, spirit complex will attempt entry into the energy web of the physical vehicle without due care and the effect is as if one were to stretch one of your elastic bands and let it shrink rapidly. The resulting snap would strike hard at the anchored portion of the elastic band. The process through which you as a group go in recalling this instrument could be likened unto taking this elastic and gently lessening its degree of tension until it was without perceptible stretch. Question 91.13. Questioner, to get back to what we were talking about, would the different races of this planet be from different planets in our local vicinity or the planets of nearby Logwa which have evolved through their second density experiences, and would they create the large number of different races that we experience on this planet? Answer, I am Ra. There are correctnesses to your supposition. However, not all races and sub-races are of various planetary origins. We suggest that in looking at planetary origins one observes not the pigmentation of the integument but the biases concerning interactions with other selves and definitions regarding the nature of the self. Question 991.14 Questioner, how many different planets have supplied the individuals which now inhabit this planet? Answer, I am Ra. This is perceived by us to be unimportant information, but harmless. There are three major planetary influences upon your planetary sphere besides those of your own second density derivation, and thirteen minor planetary groups in addition to the above. Question 91.15 Questioner, thank you. One more question before we start on the specific questions in regard to archetype. <clears throat> okay, so they, they kind of like passed over that pretty quickly, right? <laughs> How many different planets have supplied the individuals which now inhabit this planet. Talking about Earth. This was back in 1981-84. Right? I think they are almost into 82 now. I'm not quite sure. I should have looked at that. I usually do. All right. This, perceived by, this is perceived by us by, as unimportant information. Therefore, obviously, harmless. Right? But harmless. Um, there are three major planetary influences upon your planetary sphere. Besides those of your own second density... Um, uh, derivation and 13 minor planetary groups in addition to the above. Okay, so so there's 13 major planetary influences, not including first and second density, just third, and then 13 other minor planetary groups. So there's 13 other groups that are that are a smaller population, but there's the three there's three larger major that are the majority of the population and i know for a fact that that it would be mars maldek and earth okay so mars and, and earth are still here maldek is now the kuiper belt because they blew themselves up right and then mars kind of did the same thing that's one of the reasons why we have uh, nuclear weapons here because the survivors of both mars and maldek wanted to prove to themselves that they could disdain from, not blow themselves up. Okay? 
So, but then we have 13 uh, planetary groups that are uh, minor in, in addition. That would suggest that there was other worlds that are close by us that are first and second density. Therefore, when they went needed to go to a third uh, dimension or third density, it, they ended up coming here. Right? So that's, that's kind of cool when you think about that. Right? Okay, so here, let's continue. I'm getting alerts on my types. phone, which I shouldn't be. Do all Logwa evolving after the veil have 22 archetypes? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 91.16. Questioner, is it common for Logwa to have 22 archetypes or is this relatively unique to our Logos? Answer, I am Ra. The system of sevens is the most articulated system yet discovered by any experiment by any Logos in our octave. Question 91.17. Wait, so, so let's look at that again, right? One more question before we start on our on our specific questions in regard to the archetypes. Do all log logwa is how we pronounce it. Do all lo, meaning lo, logai right logos you know in the plural logwa. Do all logwa involved evolved after the veil have twenty two archetypes? No. Right. It's a it is common for the logo logwa to have. 22 right is it common for the logo to have 22 archetypes or is it relatively unique to our logos that's a great question the system of sevens is the most articulate system yet discovered by any experiment by any logos in our octave think about that right okay here we go Questioner, what is the largest number of archetypes, to Ra's knowledge, used by a Logos? Answer, I am Ra. The sevens plus the choice is the greatest number which has been used, by our knowledge, by Logwa. It is the result of many, many previous... Now, understand that when he's saying the sevens plus the choice, that's, that's the 22 archetypes. Do you understand that? The sevens, three times seven is 21. Plus the choice. That was the way it was originally done. And, 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 you know, if you look at, like, the deck of cards, you have, you have, you know, here you have four instead of three equal portions. So it was the sevens, and it still kind of is, but it changed a few things. That's why the deck is larger now, right? Because there's other things that were added on, but the original, uh, there was originally 22 card tarot decks, right? 22 card tarot decks. And that was the, the sevens plus the choice. And that's what the law that we live by. That still is the laws that we live by. That is literally the law of one. Right? So you have 22. So then, here's the question. I'm assuming that 22 will let him say that and we'll continue, okay? Experiments in articulation of the one creator. Question 91.18. Questioner, I assume, then, the 22 is the greatest number of archetypes. I also ask, is it the minimum number presently in use by any logos to Ra's knowledge? Answer. Okay, I want to, I want to stop that because I talked through the answer there. 
and I want that to make sense. You heard half of it, and then I got it overzealous, and I and I t it stopped it. Okay, so the so the question was, what was the largest number of archetypes to Ra's knowledge uh, used by any logos? The sevens plus the choice is the greatest number which has been used by right. And so I said, I said, so I did actually finish that. I apologize for that. Right. Uh, by our knowledge. No, I didn't. So, so the sevens plus the choice is, is the greatest number which has been used by our knowledge by Logua. It is the result of many, many previous experiments in articulation of the one creator. So I had cut that and I wanted to make it let, let it make sense, because if you heard the first part and then me rambling on and then hearing the second part, it kind of detaches that. And I realized it. So I want to apologize for that. So now he's asked the question. I'm assuming then that 22 is the greatest number of archetypes. I also ask, uh, is it the is it the number? Is it the minimum number presently in use by the logos to Ra's knowledge? And then Ra's going to answer. Say I am Ra. The fewest of the two systems of five which are completing the cycles or densities of experience. You must grasp the idea that the archetypes were not developed at once but step by step and not in order as you know the order of this space-time but in various orders. Therefore, the two systems of fives were using two separate ways of viewing the archetypical nature of all experience. Each of course, use the matrix, the potentiator, and the significator for this is the harvest with which our creation began. One way or system of experimentation had added to these the catalyst and the experience. Another system if you will, had added catalyst and transformation. In one case the methods whereby experience was processed was further aided but the fruits of experience less aided. In, in the second case the opposite may be seen to be the case. See, you know what I like about this? That paragraph right there sums up a great deal to unpack. And let me explain why. That paragraph that you just heard and is still mostly on the screen. I could have stopped it before, but I didn't want to cut off the, the, the speaker again. I was waiting for the, for the pause in the sentence or the paragraph to the next question. So... This suggests something very, 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 very big. Okay? This suggests that the one true creator is not perfect and it does not know everything there is to know. The whole purpose of this entire thing is that the, the entire universe, the universal mind, the one true creator created itself out of we don't know how that happened. Right, we don't get to know that knowledge yet. But then created everything and is trying to experience every possible experience that there is to actually have. And by doing this, creating over and over and over and over again an infinity amount of, infinite amount of life forms that have varying changes and differences throughout the whole everything, right? You know, so you have lizard people, right? You got the greys. I mean, just the ones we know about, the blue avians, you know, the Nordics, the tall, skinny Nordics, us, human. Just those that we know about here already on this planet, even though some people out there are like, yeah, no, that doesn't exist. That's not real. Okay, so there's an infinite amount because there's an infinite universe or infinite universes. Now, and here to hear Ra explain this, it was done through trial and error. And it's different everywhere. It may be an order, like he was saying. They were doing the fives, 
and then they discovered the sevens, but that didn't happen all at once. And he says the 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 way in which the numbers are now, the order is not the the original order, but that was messed with as well and played around to find which is the most efficient. And then it comes to really be a term of of uh, which is more efficient for the actual logos that it is being used in. So that's where you get the subtle changes. Do you understand? So this would suggest that the entire known, con con you know, uh, uh, combined hive mind complex of the actual universal mind itself is still evolving, learning, and having these experiences, and then recreating itself, I mean, in, in a sense, because it would be expanding as well in knowledge, Right? I mean, that blows my mind to think about that. So everybody paints this picture that the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-loving God of the universe is, in fact, all-knowing. Already knows everything. Already has the wisdom that there could possibly be. And this tells you that's not true. That's not true. Because there's an infinite, infinite experience factor there. So if, there's, if there is no end to that, merely because of size or merely because of happenstance, you have this entire thing plus the chaos theory or chaos. You throw all of that together and nothing is ever the same. Everything is completely different every single time. So this quest for knowledge, who knows how long it will go on? It's how long has it been going on? Right? That's like insane to think about. That blows that blows my mind just with the ideology of when did it start and how small was the one true creator? Was it a baby? Was it a single cell? Did it start like that and then evolve into this creation and then, then create the universe and then create everyone and everything in it and then continue to allow all of that to happen and eventually all that knowledge comes back to the one? That's the Taurus. That's the three, six, and nine. Right. That's your that's your sevens plus one. Or your twelve plus the thirteenth, right? Plus the one. Or the one plus the twelve. Do you see? It all comes back to three, six, nine, twelve. That's just insane. The entire universe works that way. Okay. So think about that. If that doesn't blow your mind right now, let it let it sink in and tonight when you're sleeping you'll wake up and go, Oh, whoa. Right? Question 91.19. Questioner, thank you. We have some observations on the archetypes which are as follows. First, the matrix of the mind is depicted in the Egyptian tarot by a male and this we take as creative energy intelligently directed. Will Ra comment on this? Answer, I am Ra. This is an extremely thoughtful perception seeing as it does the male not specifically as biological male but as a male principle. You will note that there are very definite sexual biases in the images. They are intended to function both as information as to which biological entity or energy will attract which archetype and also as a more general view which sees polarity as a key to the archetypical mind of third density. Alright, that's the end of that video. So those of you who are on the MP3 version, the pause is as we're loading the next video, which is the next uh, session or the continuation of the session. So this is the law of one. 
Session 91, the second part of that, June 26, 1982. Question 91.20. Questioner, the second observation is that we have a wand which has been seen as the power of the will. Will Ra comment? Answer, I am Ra. The concept of will is indeed pouring forth from each facet of the image of the matrix of the mind. The wand is the will, however, is, shall we say, an astrological derivative of the outreaching hand forming the, shall we say, magical gesture. The excellent portion of the image which may be seen distinctly as separate from the concept of the wand is that sphere which indicates the spiritual nature of the object of the will of one wishing to do magical acts within the manifestation of your density. Question 91.21 Questioner, the hand downward has been seen as seeking from within and not from without and the active dominance over the material world. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Look again, O oh student. Does the hand reach within? Nay. Without potentiation the conscious mind has no inwardness. That hand, O oh student, reaches towards that which, outside its unpotentiated influence is locked from it. Question 91.22 Questioner, the square cage represents the material illusion and is an unmagical shape. Can Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. This, this is where they're getting into details now about the cards themselves. Uh, so if, you're, if you know anything about tarot cards, this might be really interesting for you. If you don't know anything about tarot cards, this might be very interesting to you. Some people find it tedious. I did the first time through, but then once I actually understood what was happening, and I did know tarot cards, but at first I was like, oh, no, they're going to talk about every single card. Lord have mercy. But there's, you'll see, there's a lot to unpack about the original deck, and this is where I'm hoping to um, take a look at that one that Reese had because uh, he he was I don't know I haven't seen him well he was here last time I think he found a deck that was supposed to be one of the older ones that was the, the ancient Egyptian deck and so I'm hoping that Reese you'll listen to this and hear one of their descriptions and let me know if, if your cards are similar to uh, and or, or what the differences are maybe you and I'll have to get on together on Zoom or something and so we can compare uh, but that would be really cool right okay here we go the square Wherever seen, is the symbol of the third density illusion and may be seen I Oh, and like I said in the chat, we are live, guys. For those of you who are just now hopping in, you can ask questions in the chat, and I will pause to see if I can answer, if there's something that I can answer for you, okay? Whether as unmagical or, in the proper configuration, as having been manifested within, that is, the material world given life. Question 91.23 Questioner, the dark area around the square then, would be the darkness of the subconscious mind. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. There is no further thing to say to the perceptive student. Question 91.2 See, so this is the esoteric stuff that even in, even if you have a modern card, right, or a different deck than what he's talking about, and I know this because I've been into, you know, tarot cards for 30 years, right, and my first wife still does it. Okay, so most of our friends did it, right? We're very uh, pagan, druid, right? I, I think I told you guys that before. I, I actually have the title um, of a Merlin. So, th so even the modern cards, that was is not lost on the cards. It's very esoteric, but it's also there. So subconsciously, you get you get it through osmosis. That's one of the things that we we look at uh, is that even if you don't understand the cards pictorial. 
is how we first learn, right? When we're little babies, we can only cry. And so we have different cries, and our parents need to find those out. If you pay attention enough, you can do that with animals too. Cats have their different meows for different things they're trying to tell you. Dogs have different whimpers or barks for the different things they're trying to tell you. That's them trying to communicate with you, and you're going to learn their communication. You can't have a full-blown conversation like we can, but you can do pretty good, right? So when we learn, what we learn is we learn by visuals. And they know that. That's why if you ever do um, any of these programs for learning languages, you'll find that they give you visual effects that work with the words first. And, and then they give you the word in that language and have you start practicing spelling it. But first they associate it with an object. So even though, and that's why all of the old writings in the caves are all pictorial, right? All of the more ancient writings are hieroglyphics of some kind, pictorial. And there's a reason for that because we, that's something that we instinctively pick up on. Your Native Americans drew, you know, their, their language was pictorial. So was the, uh, the, the Aborigine natives down in Australia. So was the, the uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Egyptian. We just talked about that. And if you look at the Asian languages, it's the same thing, right? It wasn't until in the modern age when we, when we found Futhark and the language that we speak, that I'm speaking to you now, is based on that Viking language, the Scandinavian languages, which was they called Futhark. We don't know what the name of it was called. Futhark was the reason they called it that because when they first found the very first writing, it was spelt out the word Futhark, right? That's what you saw if you were reading, you know, with the letters in English, Futhark. So they called it Futhark. It's funny that that's, that's the, the origin of that. But that's the, the, the American English uh, writing is based on that. It's non-pictorial. That's the first language, really, that's been non-pictorial. Every other language has been pretty much pictorial. Right. I'm not saying it's the only one, but it's one of the most ancient ones that is that is non-pictorial. Everything else has always been, uh, you know, except for the you know, the Indian uh, languages, the, the, their Sanskrit and stuff um, was was also they stayed with the joint writing. We have that. We have our cursive. They, they stayed with cursive. They didn't have two versions like we did. We started with the version that you see on the screen and then went to the cursive, translated everything to cursive. OK, but it started with this this of crude writing. So the, everything is, is pictorial, and there's always something in every picture. That's why they say a picture is worth a thousand words, because that's what we used. If you look at all the, I mean, if you saw the Da Vinci Code or any of those, you look at these artists that did these paintings throughout integrity, throughout time, that still survive, they tell a story. They didn't have, we didn't have the film to be able to tell you a story. They couldn't, you know, a lot of people didn't read books. They didn't read, so they painted a picture. And so they painted the scene, and in that scene, there was a story there for you to, un to unfold, right? And, and so that's the way people learn. That's what they did all the time. So what he's doing now is he's trying to interpret what he thinks is these archetypes or these energies or these lessons that he has from this original deck that he, um, that he has, and, and Ra's helping him with that. So this, if you pull out a deck that you had and you follow along with the same archetype that you're looking at that they're talking about, which would co coincide with a card, and, you know, one of the first 22, or 21 plus the choice, and if you do, and the choice is uh, these days, it's the fool, right? In the modern day cards, it's the fool. The fool represents me or you, the learned, the one who is the, who is the, um, the you know, the, the, uh, um, uh, person who's learning what's the word for that you know you're you're a student that's the word thank you okay so 
this is kind of cool, and, and I know I'm going on really long to give you a description here, but you're going to understand what's happening more now after hearing what I just said if you didn't already. Right. And you guys know that I speak in metaphors. Some people learn many, many different ways. So I'm, I, I had to make sure to say that so that now as he goes forward, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, now I get what he's meaning. But blah, 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 whatever. And then some of you are going to go shut up, Leo. All right. Here we go. Two, four. Questioner. The checkered portion would represent polarity. Answer. I am Ra. This also is satisfactory. Question 91.25. Questioner, the bird is a messenger which the hand is reaching down to unlock. Can Ra comment on that? All right, before he does, I wanted to say in the chat, wow, way to go, Robbie. Is that Robbie? I don't have my glasses on. Yeah. Robbie says, cool, I read regular playing cards, have for 35 years. Yeah, you know, um, when they, I don't know if you caught that show that I talked about that, when they outlawed all the tarot cards uh, from basically anywhere in the world, uh, the gypsies in almost every... Um, um, place, almost every uh, uh, country, started using the playing cards. That's when they were invented. And they, play, they invented card games to play, and then they used it for gambling. So when they would get caught, they'd be like, what are you doing with these things? Well, we're just playing this game. It's called Go Fish, whatever it was called in their language. These are just cards to play with. But the truth was, just like you're doing, so I wanted to point that out that, that uh, um, Robbie said that. That's actually really cool that, you're, that you do that. And you can, because there's no difference there's just hearts, diamonds, clubs, and, and spades, and those represent the larger arcana, right? And then you have, the, of course, all of the kings, the queens, the jacks, right? And those are the, the, lar those are the larger, and the others are the, are the minor. So that would be your cups, your coins, your swords, your spears, your daggers, whatever, right? And they coincide with that, and you, and you could literally do that. Like your, like your diamonds would be the sword or the spear, right? So, and your, you know, your, the, the clubs and the spades, those are earth, right? You have the club, the spade, the earth, the diamond. All of that also represents different um, symbols, the air, the water, the earth, the whole nines, right? And then having the numbers, that also represents all that. I'm not going to get into that because you would know that. And some people don't need to even think about that. They just look at the cards and they trust their intuition and they get, they get the reading for the person without having to actually read each card to see what it means. They just look down. They see the 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 number or the. And, and I've watched people do that with the regular tarot or all different kinds of tarot cards. I watched a, a woman who was in Australia who used seven or eight different ones, uh, and she would just pick up a different set because she felt like it, uh, and then she would do a read on somebody in in the crowd. It was pretty pretty cool. She did a read on me. It was pretty badass. Answer: I am Ra. The winged visions or images in this system are to be noted not so much for their distinct kind as for the position of the wings. All birds are indeed intended to suggest that just as the matrix figure, the magician, cannot act without reaching its winged spirit, so neither can the spirit fly lest it be released into conscious manifestation and fructified thereby. Question 91.26 Questioner, the star would represent the potentiating forces of the subconscious mind. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This particular part of this image is best seen in astrological terms. We would comment at this space-time that Ra did not include the astrological portions of these images in the system of images designed to evoke the archetypical light motifs. Question 91.27 Questioner, are there any other additions to card number one other than the star that are of other than the basic archetypical aspects? Answer, I am Ra. 
They are details of each image seen through the cultural eye of the time of inscription. This is to be expected. Therefore, when viewing the, shall we say, Egyptian costumes and systems of mythology used in the images it is far better to penetrate to the heart of the costume's significance or the creature's significance rather than clinging to a culture which is not your own. In each entity the image will resonate slightly differently. Therefore, there is the desire upon Ra's part to allow for the creative envisioning of each archetype using general guidelines rather than specific and limiting definitions. See, so it was designed from the beginning. They were just talking about card one, that was all, right then. But it, but it was designed from the beginning knowing, right, that knowing that each person is going to see and perceive each card differently because depending on their experiences, which we know that, we call that the grapevine, <clears throat> right? Ellen DeGeneres has her uh, game of games or whatever it's called, and one of the things she does in that is she has a, a family of people, and they all put on uh, headphones so they can't hear and the one person she tells this this story to, whatever it is, says this paragraph, and then they she has to turn around, or he has to turn around to the next person, and they can't hear them. They can only read their lips, and that person has to read back or say back what they heard from Ellen. And by and at the end, they judge you on how many words you actually got from the original story that was told, and whoever has whoever can convey the most wins, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever family of of five or six or whatever it is can get the 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 most amount of words correct from the original uh, phrase wins, because uh, and that's the way it is. That's uh, I talked about that in in um, investigation. Uh, you know, I, I was studying to be a profiler at one point. It was going to go to Quantico. Uh, and that's the same thing when the police investigate a crime or anything, they never go by themselves. They always go in, in at least two, maybe three and, you know, crowd control and a couple people to interview and they each interview the same people and trade them off because they want to see if the stories stay the same when they're told the second time, do you see? And then they're re-interviewed later downtown as it were, quote unquote, and to see if their story corroborates from the first two. Because some people, if they're telling a lie, they forget what they told and they change details. Other people remember more details and go, wait, you know, I wasn't sure earlier, but I, now I know that's not because I can remember that. Okay, so everybody perceives something completely different than everyone else because you perceive it from all of your culminated experiences in your lifetime and all the knowledge that you have gained. So it's very individual. So Raw knew that, and also Raw, instead of making it be like, you know, you have like the Hasidic Jews, for instance, to where they believe that everything has to be the way it was back when David was the, the king. Um, this is, you know, or, the, or you have the, I talked about this before, where you have the Quakers here in the United States, right, where they, they, you know, but they do that for a simpler lifestyle, not thinking, not saying that, um, that, you know, it should be this traditional way because that's the way it was and we like it. It's, this is the way life is without all of that crazy technology that you guys have. And I think that they, you know, like the Native Americans or any Native peoples um, can, show, can contest to the fact that you don't need technology to be, uh, to be a wise civilization. Technology makes you stupid. Right. Because you become reliant on it. So I like the idea that this is the 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 uh, the differences, you know, therefore, he says, in the design upon Ra's part to allow for the creative uh, envisioning of each archetype using general guidelines rather than a specific and limited definitions. I like that because that allows for expansion that allows for growth. So that allows for change. So that's that's badass because that's exactly what has happened 
with the tarot cards and how many different thousands and hundreds of thousands of decks there are around the world. However, they all still represent the same things and the tools still work the same. Right. And Robbie said, that, you know, Robbie said, yeah, you know, uh, uh, in her past life, she was a gypsy. Right. Well, my my clan of Irish people that I am part of now is a black Irish gypsy clan. Right. The O'Neills are a black Irish clan and a, and a gypsy clan at that. Right. I, j- I joked about that last week because uh, I have a friend of mine uh, who is running the uh, Ancient Aliens Worldwide group that I created back in 2012. She's she's running the whole thing. I'm not doing anything with it. It's hers. I, I just can't give it to her while, because, you know, I created it. And so it's not something I just want to give up because there's almost 300,000 members in it. But she is in total control of it. She can do whatever she wants. Right. And she's English. And I and I said I called myself a pike. And she was like, oh, my God, Leo, do you know what you just said? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. That's the N word for African-Americans. That's what the English that's the English version of the N word for uh, gypsies. Right. OK, so let's continue here. Question 91.28. Questioner, the cup represents a mixture of positive and negative passions. Could Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Welcome, Cheryl. You just popped in and wanted to say hi. She said hi, everyone. I wanted to say hi and and acknowledge that. Okay, so the question here was, the cup represents a mixture of positives and negative passions. Could you comment on that? So Ra's going to answer. The antique portions of this instrument's physical vehicle did not perceive a significant portion of your query. Please requery. Question 91.29. Questioner, there is apparently a cup which we have as containing a mixture of positive and negative influences. However, I personally doubt this. Could Ra comment on this, please? Answer, I am Ra. Doubt not the polarity, O student, but release the cup from its stricture. It is indeed a distortion of the original image. Question 91.30. Questioner, what was the original image? Answer, I am Ra. The original image heard the checkering as the suggestion of polarity. Question 91.31. The checkering, right, checkers? The checkering as a suggestion of polarity. Now, the reason I stopped it there is because these symbols are still used today. The, the current Illuminati Bilderberger groups currently use the red and black checkers uh, quite often as visuals in videos that they have influence in, movies they have influence in, television commercials that they have influence in uh, for exactly that purpose. And the red and the black colors have been synonymous with evil or the satanic worships, um, their robes that they wore. I know because a buddy of mine that I've known for 25 years, uh, maybe longer, is is an actual sat- satanic priest. And uh, and the, the, red, the red and the black are always uh, what they use because it's the opposite of the brighter colors that the Christian churches use. Right. That's why you always see like um, a vampire in the old movies and they had the black cape and on the inside. It was red. Right. So the red and the black has always been symbolized. The checker colors, the contrast between that is. Oh, and see, that goes all the way back to here. So those are things that haven't changed in our perception. This is why I'm telling you that in our percept in our, our perception uh, and in our symbolism. So there are basic, there's a basic language there. I've done many shows on this, hours on the esotericness of, um, of symbols, symbology and symbolism, right? 
Uh, and I'm really good at that. That was one of the reasons why the CIA wanted me to join the Air Force was because I'm really good at cracking code and, and finding and seeing symbols in things. Right. I'm really good at that. And that's one of the things that they were like, wow, this kid, how does this kid do that? They wanted me to be a code breaker and I just wouldn't go to work for them. OK, here we go. Questioner, then was this a representation of the waiting polarity to be tasted by the matrix of the mind? Answer, I am Ra. This is exquisitely perceptive. <laughs> Question 91 point. Sorry, I'm stopping again because uh, I don't have my glasses on, right? But I can see Robbie's red hair in the picture. So if I put my glasses on, she says, I'm lots Irish. Me too. I'm, I'm like um, really high. It, it's something like... Because I only have a few other things. I have like 15% Scandinavian. I'm trying to think exactly what the number is for Ireland now. Uh, 15% Scandinavian. I have like 5% what they call Roman Greek. And then I have um, 2 to two to 5% Native American. Right? So if you take all that, that's say 5 and 5 is 10. And, and 15 is, is uh, you know, so that's 10, 25. Right? So 25% of me. So all the rest is is European is either either Irish or Welsh, right? So I'm lots Irish as well. My, 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 you know, my last name being O'Neill, my mother's maiden name was O'Rourke, <laughs> right? We call that as Irish as Patty's pet pig in these parts, right? So yeah, that's just crazy, right? Here we go. So yeah, Celtic right here, Southern Viking, definitely. And like I said, I can't see your picture wholly because I don't have my glasses on to focus, but I'm seeing a lot of that a lot of that ginger hair, my hair used to be exactly that color, my beard and on top of my head. Now my beard is completely white because I am, in fact, 53. And the hair on my head is, um, you know, going white. There's more salt in it than there is ginger. <laughs> 3-2. Questioner, I have listed here the sword as representing struggle. I am not sure that I even can call anything in this diagram a sword. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Doubt not the struggle, O student, but release the sword from its stricture. Observe the struggle of a caged bird to fly. Question 91.3. See, so he's showing him the, the difference in the symbols with, and I just talked about that, like saying that the diamond would be the sword uh, suit. And he was saying, I don't see anything here that's sharp or anything. And then he was like, well, you know, doubt not the struggle, O student, but release the sword from its stricture observe the struggle of a caged bird to fly so he's trying to show how that would be the sword in this instance three three questioner i have listed the coin represents work accomplished i am also in doubt about the existence of the coin in this diagram could ra comment on that please answer i am ra again Doubt not that which the coin is called to represent, for does not the Mega strive to achieve through the manifested world? Yet release the coin from its stricture. Question 91.3. See, so he's saying the, the Magus, meaning the Magi, right? Does not the Magi strip, uh, strive to achieve through the manifested world? Yet release the coin from its stricture. See, so he's, he's showing him... The esotericness of it. Do you understand? 3-4. Questioner, and finally, the magician represents the conscious mind. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. We ask the student to consider the concept of the unfed conscious mind, the mind without any resource but consciousness. Do not confuse the unfed conscious mind with that mass of complexities which you as students experience, 
as you have so many, many times dipped already into the processes of potentiation, catalyst, experience, and transformation. Question 91.35 Questioner, are these all of the components, then, of this first archetype? Answer, I am Ra. These are all you, the student, see. Thusly the complement is complete for you. Each student may see some other nuance. We, as we have said, did not offer these images with boundaries but only as guidelines intending to aid the adept and to establish the architecture of the deep, or archetypical, portion of the deep mind. So this goes back to the concept of there are certain things in the universe that you cannot tell people, but you can give them the tools to find the answer themselves. This is what I, as the green man, do. Okay? This is what I'm doing now. I'm doing exactly what Ra is doing here with him, with you guys and anyone who hears this and that understands it. I can't tell you I can, but if you're not willing to, if you're not ready and willing to, uh, to accept it, you will not. So if I tell you everything that I think that is going on in the universe, if you don't already agree with that or have already established some of the some of the groundwork to be able to understand what I'm saying, you're going to go, you're a nutball. Just like when I say to some people, when I say, yeah, there's aliens and there's some here on the planet that live right around us and you just don't know it. <clears throat> then they go, the yeah, aliens aren't, aren't even anything. Or then you have those, those people who are the Christian fundamentalists who believe, or indoctrinated zealots, who believe that, and heck, because they've been told by the church, that aliens are in fact the demons and that it's the devil trying to, to, you know, and that ESP are speaking to the devil. And so the devil's trying to, because, you know, trying to get you and, and lead you astray. That was the attempt of the church to stifle all free thinking, all magical use of abilities, anything above and beyond the, the monkey brain or the lizard brain. That was done on purpose. That's why you didn't get to have a Bible on your own, because they didn't want you to interpret it on your own. Now it's encouraged. The problem that we do have, though, with that is that sometimes people get off on a, on a very wrong tangent and it causes themselves harm. However, that's, that's one of those things where we can warn you. I've done uh, two shows, and I do many more, but two that are in, in particular called uh, uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts 1 and 2. A lot of people jump on that because they think it, it has to do with Hogwarts. In a sense, it does. That's why I named it that. But I can't give you anything, just like the Defense Against the Dark Arts in the, in the books and in the movie. They didn't give you anything. It gave you the tools to protect yourself and the knowledge that you needed to be protected. And that's what I did there. Don't go off half-cocked. That's a term that goes all the way back to musket uh, uh, guns. Because you had to cock it halfway so that you could then put the striker in place and put the little gunpowder on the tray so that when you pulled the trigger, the hammer hit the flint and it created a spark and sparked the, the gunpowder and then the, the gun would shoot. Okay? Or, you had, or, you know, it was a version of that. So half cocked meant, you know, don't, don't forget to cock your gun all the way back once you're ready to shoot. When you have cocked it, it wouldn't shoot until you cocked it all the way back. That way you wouldn't blow yourself up trying to fix it to shoot. So it's the same thing. We, we give you the tools. This is what I do. When I guide people, I'm helping you with the tools. I know the answer, but you're the only one that can experience it. So sometimes there are things, even psychics, mediums. I do medium work, and I've tried just to see what would happen. You will literally not be able to get the words out of your mouth no matter how hard you try. 
You can't write them down. The universe will stop you. I've tried to do it on purpose. Oh, I can do this. There's nothing to that. I can tell this person what they need to know. And the, the universe will stop you. And then if you do even get part of it out, they won't believe you. Okay, so that, that's, that's what life is about. Life is about us trying to, to strive to better ourselves, to learn these things so that we can then get our entire mind, body, and, and spirit working as one to get it as a totality and then to get it balanced and harmonic with nature, with the universe, with everything else so that we can then learn what we need to learn so we can ascend. And why am I doing all of this with the law of one? Because this is raw telling you, me, and everybody that will listen that the powers that should not be, the evil people on this planet, took this knowledge when they gained it and separated it from everyone else and wouldn't let any of us know it. And anyone who spoke up too much, they would kill us off. Do you understand? That was the truth of it. Right? One of the philosophers in, uh, I think it was Socrates, Socrates had to kill himself by drinking poison and die because he didn't believe the earth was flat and said so. That's how crazy it was at one point. And with this cancel culture stuff that we have starting now, it's becoming very similar. They just haven't started executing people for not, for not buying into their ideology. That happens later when they become communistic, when they, when they return like China, and then they start locking people up and making them slaves and killing anyone who doesn't listen to them. That's a, you know, the first thing that you do when you gain power. right? Hitler did it too. Hitler was a, it was a religion. He turned it into a religion, and once he got power, he killed everybody who opposed him, even in his own party, murdered them all. It doesn't happen until they have total control. Then they start murdering people. They start rounding them up first and putting them in jail, and then they start murdering people after that. Okay, so all of that has gone on. That's not politics. That's not me delving into modern-day politics. For those of you who I, I share this out, and you guys are like, hey, I said no politics on my show. It's not politics. That's reality. That's, that's history. Look back in history, and it's happened everywhere. So this is a warning from raw or knowledge from raw to wake up. This is what's happened to the people of this planet. They are, in fact, we are, in fact, stuck. And the only way out of that is to start questioning and question everything and then start to actually take these tools that Raw is reiterating and that Don is asking questions about and, and delve into them and see what they mean for you and then move forward so that you can raise your vibration. And once you start doing that, that helps raise the vibration of the whole. Do you understand? So there's some people who don't care. They don't even, they don't even want it. There's some people that are working at the opposite end to stifle you and it at all times. Both sides don't want it. If you look at like the priests and the, all the holiness and you have the, and you have the evil priests and all the evilness, those people that are polarized on both sides, they don't want change. They like it the way it is. They make money off of status quo. Okay? That's why the churches don't want to evolve. They want to keep everywhere, everybody where you are because they make money off of it. Right? Yeah, authority took over, right? Kevin said that. Welcome again. So that's the truth of it. So, and that's what they're trying to do now. Literally now in the world, not just the United States, but everywhere in the world. Literally the end game is to get everyone back under control. They've already hit the seminal point where they can't just murder us off. But they're trying to start wars so that that will happen. 
Right now, they're trying to, to they're trying to fuel the the tension between China and America to get this those two into a war. They just had a meeting in Alaska, and uh, the Chinese were talking about the smell of gunpowder. Okay, and that was esoteric, right? That was ambiguous. That was them saying we're starting to smell gunpowder, which means we're starting to smell war. And and they had people talking about it today on the news, whether or not they were bluffing and whether or not that's going to happen in, in the future. So this is what the powers that should not be want to do. There's too many of us on the planet like me, like you who are listening to me out there in the world. Right. And because of that, they need to get rid of us. They can't just murder us like they used to. So they got to get into a, a, a real big war. Right. Yeah. Herd the sheep. Yes. Yes. Robbie said herd the sheep. Absolutely. So that's what literally what they have done on this planet. For those of you who hear me say this right now and change the channel, it's not ready for you. This isn't for you. You're not supposed to hear this because you're not ready for it. <laughs> right? But those of you who are still here and you're still listening to this, it's the reason that you're here and you're listening to this is because you're having that Neo effect. Right? Or you're already past that and I'm just preaching to the choir. Right? So let's continue because some of this stuff is really cool. Right? Question 91.36. Questioner. How is the knowledge of the facets of the archetypical mind used by the individual to accelerate his evolution? Answer, I am Ra. We shall offer an example based upon this first explored archetypal concept complex. The conscious mind of the adept may be full to a bursting of the most abstruse and unimaginable of ideas, so that further ideation becomes impossible and work in Blu-ray or Indigo is blocked through overactivation. It is then that the adept would call upon the new mind and touched and virgin and dwell within the archetype of the new and unblemished mind without bias, without polarity, full of the magic of the logos. Question. See, so do you understand there how he tied that back into the chakra points, the energy centers, the energy points in our body? This is the stuff that, that people need to, to actually consider and get is that all of it is tied all back to the whole to you as a whole, to the universe as a whole, right, to our species as a whole, to our planet as a whole, to our species as a whole, to us being in the universe as a whole and back to the one at some point in the future. Everything is harmonics. Everything is a resonance. Everything is a vibration. Everything is a mathematical equation. All of those things I just said are all the same. All the same. It's just a different way of observing it. Mathematics uses numbers that ca that correlate to a movement or a figure or a equation that is a vibration of some sort that is an action. Do you understand? Music is the sound of that same mathematical equation. That's why they have music theory. Okay? So all of that is your reality. What you see in reality and what you feel and sense and taste and smell in reality and everything around you that's happening is happening at a certain octave of vibration and so are you. There's a mathematical equation that you could figure out your exact vibration. It's just a different way of, of enacting it. You can also find your vibration, and I've said this before, you can find your own vibration and what works for you. Om is the perfect sound, 
That's the figure eight sound. That's the three, six, and nine sound. That's the the infinity sound. That is uh, is the is the common duality, the common sound of everything that is earth, that is space, that is time, that is present, that is past, that is future. But each one of us has our own octave. Okay, and I was taught this 30 years ago by a Wiccan priestess, and then by other people and other religions. Uh, philosophical thoughts say the same thing. If you take your voice and you start at like a deep hum or go the other way, whichever you feel comfortable with, going up high, down low, or starting low and going up high, and you go up through the octave or down through the octave, and you and you literally make that sound and you start like I'm gonna say I start low and I go oh right now I go I start going upwards right oh right you're gonna find a spot in there do it with your mouth closed not with your mouth open I just do it with my mouth open so that you would hear it you'll find a spot in there where all of a sudden it'll resonate and your entire skull will vibrate. And, it, and you'll know it. It'll all of a sudden feel perfect, and your head will vibrate. It'll be somewhere near the ohm sound for most people. But, you know, if you have a higher-pitched voice, it's going to be in a different place. If you have a lower-pitched uh, voice, it's going to be a different place. My voice range is about in the center, right? I used to be a tenor. I couldn't really do bass really well, but I, I could do t- baritone. So my lowest bass is a baritone, and my tenor is my sweet spot. So I can I can do an alto, but I can't hit a soprano note, <laughs> right? So so I'm mid I'm mid range so mine's very close to ohm right <clears throat> but you'll find that ohm in and of itself if you do that and, and ohm by saying it you have to close your mouth so you go ohm and then you close your mouth and, but then when you keep going ohm if you do that you can feel that it resonates starts to vibrate your face starts to vibrate your skull when you hit the tone that is for that is your tone your entire head will vibrate I've done it and it's fabulous Say so that that's where you have to figure out where you average, and that will change as you find yourself, and that's why people use ohm. That's the tuning fork. As you find that you work on your chakra points and you tune your chakra points up and you get the energies flowing in the right places at the right frequency, you'll find that you become closer to that center point, that ohm. Your vibration will get closer to that because that's the perfect tone. And that was studied by people for many thousands of years to understand that and get to that point. All right, here, let's continue. So here is the first example where he's putting it back there. If you look, or he, they, I would say he because he's a male voice on the computer right here. They keep pushing it back to that to show you. Always, if you listen to everything that they have said, culminating all 91 of these sessions, you'll see that they always go back to the vibration, back to the harmonics, back to the music. Everything does. Everything is. Question 91.37. Questioner, then you are saying, if I am correct in understanding what you have just said, that the conscious mind may be filled with an almost infinite number of concepts, but there is a set of basic concepts which are what I would call important simply because they are the foundations for the evolution of consciousness, and will, if carefully applied, accelerate the evolution of consciousness, whereas the vast array of concepts, ideas, and experiences that we meet in our daily lives may have little or no bearing upon the evolution of consciousness except in a very indirect way. In other words, what we are attempting to do here is find the motivators of evolution and utilize them to move through our evolutionary track. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. Not entirely. The archetypes are not the foundation for spiritual evolution but rather are the tool for grasping in an undistorted manner the nature of this evolution. 
See, <clears throat> that's where I had already said that, getting ahead of myself as usual, right? It's not the actual answer, but it's the tool, right? And he's thinking that it's the answer. And, and, and he is right in a sense <clears throat> because everything is a distraction to keep us away from doing so. So Dan or Don, Don was right, the questioner, when he's saying, you know, that the, 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 the foundation for this evolution of consciousness and will, if carefully applied, accelerate the, uh, the evaluation of consciousness, whereas the vast array of concepts, ideas, and experiences that we meet in our daily lives have little or no bearing upon the evolution of consciousness, except in a way, that in, in a very indirect way. In other words... What are the are the uh, they attempting to do here is find the motivation of evolution and utilize them to move through our evolutionary track. Is this correct? So <clears throat> and he's right in a sense because he understands that everything is a distraction because they have created uh, external egos like external hard drives. Right. You already have an ego that's trying to drag you down and keep you from uh, evolving. But you have to have that because that's the chaos. That's the that's the devil on your shoulder, on your left shoulder. And then you have the angel on your right shoulder, which is you and your upper and your guides and your higher self. OK. And then uh, you have to have that because that's the motivation. That's the boogeyman that's coming to get you. And you have to get away from the boogeyman. That's that's where they talk about in the duality of who we are, what wolf you feed. Right. Do you feed the ego or do you feed the, the you know, the the uh, what would be the opposite? I always say the, the conscious conscience, not consciousness, but your conscience. So you have the ego and the conscience. The conscience is no, that's not right to do. You shouldn't do that. That would hurt their feelings. What if someone did that to you? The ego is who cares? I want to get something from them. That's all I need. It's me, 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 me. That's the drive within us that is that that is creating us and recreating us. They talked about this. Uh, we just did. We're doing a, an up and coming webinar at the end of the month. It's three days long. Pardon me. And uh, it's going to be 28 speakers. And I'm one of the one of the MCs that's there and one of the people putting on the show. And yesterday we did a, a, a panel of, uh, of four, well, four, really four or five people uh, talking about the different concepts. And one of the guys had brought up, which is funny because I, I was unaware that he was going to talk about this, considering that I was going to be a profiler for the FBI. He, and this is and he must have he has that knowledge. So he must have gone down that road a little ways because every single person. And I think it might have been if it was Evan and uh, Strong, then I get it, right? If it was, if it was Stephen or Evan, uh, then I understand why they're they're saying that because they have that knowledge. But every single one of us has the potential to be a serial killer within us, okay? And that's the potentiator again that we're talking about here, and that's the ego. All of us have that basic instinct and the and the and the potential to go over the overboard and to become a, a mass murderer. We all do, all of us. Not everyone chooses to do that. It's only very, you know, it's only one in, in every 500 million or so, okay? <clears throat> so, but we all have that within us. It, but our everything that is our makeup, everything that is in our experience and every tool that we have learned along the way um, f shapes who and what we are in our basic soul, whether you are in service to others or in service to self, if you're in service to others, you won't be a serial killer. Okay? You just won't be because you're not all about your self-gratification, all about you, all about power of some kind. 
right? So, so you won't you won't have to even worry about that. You won't become that. Some people are afraid. Man, I have those, you know, I have these these thoughts, and those thoughts are fine to have. Everyone has them. They just don't talk about it. it doesn't you don't let them freak you out. If you have thoughts of murdering somebody, it's when you start planning it and start doing it. That's when you've gone across the line. If you don't start doing it, you haven't crossed the line. And if you don't do it, you, you haven't you really haven't crossed the line. Okay, but thinking thoughts like that are not bad. It's not an addiction to sex because you look at somebody and think what they would want. Oh, I wonder what that guy would look like naked. Or, oh, I wonder what that woman would look like naked. That's not an addiction. That's not a sickness. That is a natural instinct that's in your body because our bodies are designed for us to procreate. Right? We have a desire to procreate because we have a desire to, uh, to perpetuate our species to continue to evolve. So not only is our spirit in this avatar, but the avatar has a will and a drive and an instinct to want to procreate, to, to stifle that. And, and, and then look what happens. When you look at the priests in the Catholic Church, they, they whip themselves to stifle that and temptation because, because Peter, who, who usurped the church after Jesus was, was crucified, was gay and was in love with Jesus. So he didn't want to be married. So he immediately said that no clergy gets married and he hated women, right? So he immediately said women can't be clergy. They can only be nuns and they can't be married either. Nobody can be married, so there's no sex. But then what happens is normal people have these tendencies to want to do that. And the longer you go without it, the more it drives you crazy, the more it becomes a temptation. And when that happens, then they started doing stupid things. People who were priests who were not good people, right, then they would start doing that. And that becomes a sickness because it becomes something that you, well, like a drug and you get addicted to it and you want to do it over and over. And that's why you have people who rape people over and over, different people, and, and then they end up murdering somebody. It just starts to evolve from there, right? But it comes down to your base root programming. Again, okay, so all of this ties in this. Everything I just said to you is not a ramble away from what we're talking about. Well, wait, they were talking about the tarot cards and the chakra points. That is what that is about. That is what the tarot cards is about. That's what the chakra points are about. That's all of that is your spiritual development and your physical body uh, and your manifestation and your vibration from zero to hero, right? From zero to bigger than Jesus. Do you understand? Everything comes back to that, and that was taken from us and is trying to be taken from us daily on this planet all of the time. Yeah, and, and Kevin, thank you. No one gets away with anything in the end. That's very cop thinking. And it's true because that's the philosophy of a serial killer hunter, right, a profiler. That's the, the, because the truth is they will screw up because in truth, even though they're doing evil, they know it's bad. And they, they subconsciously want to get caught. And their arrogance makes that happen. Okay? That's what makes that happen is their arrogance. Because the, the person, usually a person who is a serial killer, now I'm getting into my training, generally a person who is, a, there, there's, a, there's a stereotype. Okay? It's just recently in modern times uh, become a, a female thing. <clears throat> primarily that. Primarily to that, it's always been males and moreover white males and moreover blonde-haired, blue-eyed, um, short in stature and weight males. Jeffrey Dahmer's the perfect example, right? They're never usually uh, above five foot ten, and they've always been abused by one or both of their parents, usually their mother, uh, if not sexually abused, definitely physically and mentally abused. Okay, and that's what triggers the break in the psychosis. And sometimes they already have a, a mental disorder and that just adds to it. 
right? In fact, my buddy who I told you was a satanic priest, he has, a, he has to take medication or he'll murder people because the voices in his head tell him to do that, right? So the, you, you will eventually get caught because profilers are, are just as intelligent as the murderers, and they get into the head of the, of the killer. They look at everything that the killer's doing, and the killer, when they, when they do things, it's either opportunity or it's planned or it's completely random, and that's where you get your opportunity. It's different, there's different levels of that, and we'll go into it because it's far too crazy and in-depth. But the, but the general census is, <clears throat> if you have a serial killer, you're looking for a white male between the age of 17 and 35. By Usually by after that, they end up getting caught, or they stop, and then they get caught. Right, that's just what happened to the guys that were out here in California. We just caught two of the rapists because they they stopped doing it because they got older, their testosterone levels started going, and they started a family. Next thing you know, they just didn't do it anymore, uh, and time went on, and they they stopped. That's what you know. We even think that about the Zodiac killer. They they age out at a certain point and stop doing it because they're too frail and they can't get the job done as easily as they could when they were younger. So with us with the average serial killer, the average serial killer rapist is what we call serial killer rapists. We sometimes are serial rapists, but not killers. Um, they, they literally they have a go bag, which now everyone has a go bag, but for most of the time in the United States, not everybody carried around a, a, a knapsack or a, or a, a, a backpack. Or a, but now there's more and more people because of guys like me who are prepping. We carry around stuff. I carry a satchel, and, and my satchel is half my office, and the other half is, is a go bag. Right? <laughs> people look at me and go, dude, that dude has a purse. No. When you get outside the United States, people, every man carries one of these. Okay, It's just here in the United Anybody who travels the world has a satchel. Okay, it's just the people inside the United States that don't carry a satchel around with them, men. And it's called a purse, which is hilarious because the coin purse is what men used because when they wore kilts, they didn't have pockets. So they had a coin purse. And then the prize is still called that. When you're fighting, you would put money in a purse and somebody would hold the purse and the purse went to the victor. The purse was literally not what women carry until they started having making them for women. In the modern day, before that, it was what a man carried. So people were like, and then, you know, wearing a kilt is like wearing a skirt, guys, right? So people trip on that with their masculinity when they're so they're so uh, afraid of being gay. that they're, they're just like, no way, purse, man. I wear pants, man, you know, because I'm so masculine. I have to do all these things to prove it, right? And so the, the Europeans were so masculine, they walked around with dresses on carrying a purse, and they'd beat the crap out of you and, and club you to death with their freaking, uh, uh, um, their freaking, uh, uh, what is it called, right? I can't think of what it's called anymore. I just saw one. My, my grandfather had one, uh, one of their clubs that they have, but it's made, it's called something, and I can't think of what it's called now, damn it. And it's made out of deer wood. It's the hardest wood on the face of the earth. Anyway, so all of this is character building and all of that is the culmination of your experiences so therefore when he was talking about the cards if i'm european i'm going to be more prone towards the things that are european because that's the way i was brought up if you're african you're going to have an african background if you're asian you're going to have an asian background if you're hispanic you're going to have a hispanic background and all of those give you different decision makings which is where i was going with with people laughing about a, a you know a satchel or a uh, a skirt being a kilt or stuff like that. That has to do with where we came from. So the norms of where you come from dictate those things which you are comfortable with or not comfortable with, right? Like here in America, we have segregation for male and female in the, in the restrooms. Most of the rest of the world are co-ed, right? Because they're comfortable in their sexuality and people aren't raping everybody in the bathrooms. When you segregate a thing, then that causes that to be 
the same thing as I was talking about with the priests when you don't let them get married and then they then they have that temptation it becomes more taboo and it becomes more something they seek after that's what happens with a serial killer and they they have like a certain uh, style so we all have that within us because it's all ego right all of it is ego driving that is trying to ruin you and that's the distraction from your work so everything that we have in our life all the television programming movies but in those so they're not always bad so I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying don't watch movies. I'm not saying don't listen to the news because they have to have both sides in there somewhere. And that's why I tell people, like, if you're going to listen to CNN, turn on Fox as well because CNN is going to be slanted completely to the left and Fox is going to be slanted completely to the right. So if you want to find out what the whole picture is, you've got to look at both sides of the coin so you can get a good glimpse of what the coin looks like. They're both going to lie to you and talk shit about the other side. But somewhere in there, they're going to tell you the same story. Here's an example. The Republicans now are saying there's a big crisis at the border, bigger than it was under Trump. That's a fact, and it's true. The Democrats are saying nothing to see here, no crisis. We have it under control. The Republicans are saying, well, okay, well, then let us go in and look at the facilities. No, you can't do that. Well, can we go on a ride along like we've always been able to do? No, you can't do that. So clearly, something's going on at the border and someone's hiding that fact from people. So there's something going on at the border that the Democrats don't want you to know about, and they don't want to talk about it, and you don't hear about it unless you listen to Fox, who's trying to, to get them into trouble by saying, look at the border now. There's shit, same thing going on now that was going on under Trump, only it's worse, and they're saying there's nothing going on there. So, so the truth is, both sides are blaming it on the other side, but the truth is there's a fucking mess at the border. <laughs> right now. That's the truth no matter how you cut it. I don't give a shit who started it. It's been that way forever and it's going to be that way forever. There is still a problem at the border and we need to address it. There are more people being detained in the same cages that there were under Donald Trump currently and that's a fact but they won't let the cameras film it. But the people are telling the numbers. okay, And they're giving you the numbers of what's going to happen. So there's clearly a problem at the border that we need to address before these little boys and girls get raped and pillaged and turned into sex slaves that we need to deal with. Okay, That has nothing to do with partisan anything. The fact that one side's screaming about it and the other's not, well, a year ago the other side was screaming about it and this side wasn't. Okay, But we still knew that there was a problem because you listen to one, both sides, not just one. Because if you only listen to CNN, they don't even talk about it. Or they dismiss it, right? You, Jen Psaki says, we're not going to go with labels. You guys love to use labels here. When they say, is there a crisis at the border? We're not going to use labels. There's stuff going on at the border, okay? There's stuff. Okay, so they're admitting something's going on at the border. So that's what we need to look at. What is going on at the border? Why won't they let us look at it? That's the next question, right? Okay, if there's something going on at the border, we want to see it. We can't see it. Why can't we see it? So we know that there is something going on in the border, and they won't, so they won't let us see it. Therefore, maybe what those other guys are saying is that it is bad. Otherwise, they'd show it to you. So we have something fucking bad going on at the border. We need to deal with it. That's how you do that. You do that with, when you interview people. You do that with your kids. You come into a room. They're both fighting. Stop it. He hit me first. No, she hit me. No, he hit me because I said this, but then he hit me there, and, and then I hit him back because he said, you, you know, see, here's the thing. They started blows. They were fighting. You know this now. Right? They're both going to paint themselves as the victim. It's not my fault. It's the other guy's fault. But, okay, here, that doesn't matter. What's the common denominator? You two were fighting. Stop it. Or I'm going to separate you. 
Okay, that's what you do with people when you're investigating. That's also the same thing you do for a, a serial killer, <laughs> right? So that's how that all comes into play. Okay, and then sometimes you play the serial killer mind against themselves because they think they're the most intelligent. And that's where you see the cat and mouse stuff that goes on in television that really happened in real life. I mean, uh, Hannibal Lecter was a real person, and that really happened. He really did cook a dude's brain and feed it to him in real life. Okay, that wasn't made up. Most of the stuff in the beginnings of those shows and those movies were actual cases that the FBI actually had to solve in real life. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer ate the people. Jeffrey Dahmer cooked them and ate them, their whole bodies, stripped them down and made furniture out of their bones and used the furniture in his house. That's not a joke. Okay, that's realistic. That's real life. Really did happen. Okay, all of that is to do with what wolf you feed. Which part of your insides of your brain do you feed? Do you feed the, the wolf? Do you feed the sheep? You see, that all has to do with how your body is, is aligned. If your body is out of whack in all bad ways, you could make bad decisions. Like if you're doing drugs, right? Everything affects everything you do and everything you think. Everything. And these are what where he's trying to talk about with just the tarot cards. And trying to show that he's understanding that. And Ra's saying, well, some of it you're getting and some of it you're not. <laughs> right? Let's do a couple more questions because we're running out of time here. Um, Question 91.38. Questioner. So for an individual who wished to consciously augment his own evolution, an ability to recognize and utilize the archetypes would be beneficial in sorting out that which he wishes to seek from that which would be not as efficient a seeking tool. Would this be a good statement? Answer. I am Ra. This is a fairly adequate statement. The term efficient might also fruitfully be replaced by the term undistorted. The archetypical mind, when penetrated lucidly, is a blueprint of the builded structure of all energy expenditures and all seeking without distortion. This, as a resource within the deep mind, is of great potential aid to the adept. We would ask for one more query at this space-time as this instrument is experiencing continuous surges of the distortion you call pain and we wish to take our leave of the working while the instrument still possesses a sufficient amount of transferred energy to ease the transition to the waking state, if you would call it that. Let's see, so we'll, we'll go ahead and take that because you'll probably do one, maybe two more questions and then that'll be the end of uh, session 91. So we'll go ahead and ring that out. Right, and then we'll quit there at the end of 91 when we start 92. Question 91.39. Questioner, since we are at the end of the matrix of the mind, I will just ask if there is anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact? Answer, I am Ra. Each is most conscientious. The instrument might be somewhat more comfortable with the addition of the swirling of the waters with spine erect. All other things which can be performed for the instrument's benefit are most diligently done. We commend the continual fidelity of the group to the ideals of harmony and thanksgiving. This shall be your great protection. All is well, my friends. The appurtenances and alignments are excellent. I am Ra. I leave you glorying in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. Okay, so that was really cool, right? You know, and I know that some of the people, some of you guys might think I went on a little bit long, but the truth is I can't go on long enough, I'll be honest with you, right, to unpack everything that is in these sessions is, is you know, crazy, insane, right? And I apologize if you guys were hearing 
Um, let me put it back here. Oh, I can on, go on me for a second there, I guess, because I'm still on. I apologize if you guys are hearing the bing, bing, bing in the background. There's two conversations going on in two groups that I had um, uh, that I don't have muted uh, because of their ongoing things that are happening. One of the groups is the group that I'm putting together that a webinar with it's coming up at the end of the month on one of the MCs on there and we're hammering out when we're going to get the all everybody together for a meeting uh, and the other one is one of my spiritual groups the larger of my spiritual groups and we're trying to get some more readers there and we're also trying to expand the group a little bit so because of that I have those uh, uh, turned on <laughs> and, and because of that you're probably hearing that my phone was doing it and the computer was doing it from the two different ones so um that's really cool. There's a lot, like I said, there's a lot there to unpack uh, in everything because once you start to understand how everything affects every part of you and every part of you affects every part of everyone around you, your mindset, the food you eat, the, the company you keep, the movies you watch, the li- music you listen to, all of that. All of the things, those change throughout your life anyways. Your taste change, the things that you like to eat changes. As you evolve, those things change. As you get older, you learn, you have more wise, things change. Then sometimes you have to make changes because you're older and your body doesn't react the same way it did when it was younger. Literally, was just talking to a friend of mine and she sent me this thing that said, you know, these are all the things that you need as you get older that we don't put into our bodies readily. And I laughed and said, I've been taking supplements Uh, for most of those for most of my life just because that was what I learned you know I don't have the long hair anymore but I am a hippie (laughs) I am a hippie and uh, that's the stuff that I learned that we need to make our bodies work properly and you'll find that when you do that it takes uh, it's just like they talk about in that commercial with the veggies and the other pills that they want to charge you like $75 a month for uh, and that you take like three of each pill or some crud. Um, but it's all the nutrients that you do need. I wouldn't abdicate spending all that money to take that, but I, it's cheap. you could do it cheaper by just eating well and then having a few other supplements, and that's what I do. Okay, I don't eat junk food all the time. I've, I cook food. I cook my own food. I always have. I do, you know, I try to do natural things, non-GMO, I, you know, uh, because I'm insulin resistant. And that had to do with uh, nothing. It didn't have to do with me having a sweet tooth because I never have. It had to do with my testosterone level, which was my own fault because I was in the martial arts uh, and I still am for my whole life. Uh, and taking catastrophic damage to your testicles is not a good thing because eventually it, it uh, stops listening to your pituitary gland if you're a man. And it's stops making testosterone and when that happens you literally do blow up like a eunuch like they joke about in the movies you get really heavy i got up to 486 pounds prior to me getting the insurance companies to understand i would die without testosterone i needed it so now i do testosterone shots every two weeks and i've lost 150 pounds since then i'm down to like 350 or below I haven't weighed myself in a minute, but I know that I'm, I'm right hovering at that because that's where I hovered at for a while when I was uh, younger. But that was when I was really, really fit and working out all the time, right? I was doing physical labor and working out for 10 years of my life. Doing physical labor most of my life, but really intense for the last 10 years of my life, which screwed up my body. Of course, now I have the arthritis in my joints of an 86-year-old man. No joke. It's one of the reasons why I'm on disability insurance. One of them. have many other problems, right? I almost lost my legs in 2012. A lot of things, COPD, a lot of things wrong. And I'm only in my early 50s. But that's because of the, the what I did damaging my body. But I was keeping it, uh, you know, working properly. Otherwise, 
right? And and instinctively, and then learning things and doing it as a rule, and then they start pr- the p- printing. These are the top fifty things you need to do and eat. And I'm like, oh, cool, I do all those. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I, would, I don't do right now, and I, I don't remember why is I was doing it, and then for some reason forgot to buy it, was taking magnesium. Um, I'm, 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 I don't think I, I think I ran out, and I didn't put it on the list and buy some more. Um, I read everything, and I was like, I take all of this, or I or I eat all of that already, uh, except you know the vitamin B complexes and the vitamin D and all this stuff. Uh, you know, A, B, C, D, uh, vitamin E. Um, you know, I don't take A, but I take you know, vitamin C, vitamin B, vit- complex C, D. You know, all those things, turmeric. You know. Uh, all kinds of stuff, lion's mane, mushroom, and um, I'm trying to think of what else. I take a ton of stuff every day that is all this natural stuff that helps the body in many different ways. Helps me cope with the arthritis. It helps me cope cope with, uh, you know, pain and pain management. My legs are from the knees down are almost numb because of the damage done by this crazy, hideous, uh, flesh-eating bacteria that I got that that um, almost killed me, and, and they wanted to chop my legs off at the knee. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it was just crazy. But I kept them, and my feet don't look too good. They're brown in spots they shouldn't be and, and gray and purple in other spots they shouldn't be. And they're just they, – they look – people look at me and go, wow, what happened to you? Well, they're, they're still there. <laughs> they're still there. I still have them. I don't feel very much of them anymore these days, but I still have them. Um, and then being type 2 diabetic on top of that, I have to worry about the diabetic uh, uh, you know, problems with the feet. Right. And the retinopathy, if I get that. So I'm always having pictures taken. And oh, Jesus. Anyway, but all of this is worked out. And the doctors have said, you either have really good genes, you take really good care of yourself. You know, well, just because I look fat doesn't mean that I have a heating disorder and I eat 25 uh, Big Macs every day. That's just not what the truth was. It still isn't. So you have to make some life changes uh, in order to do that and, you know, meditate. Uh, balance your chakras, learn what they are. You can have other people do it for you, uh, but you can do it yourself. I'm also a Reiki master teacher, so Reiki helps. Um, all of that helps. You become a really big hippie, <laughs> right? And then learning other religions, guys, uh, actually helps. But I see I've done that my entire life. I've, I literally have tried to learn as much as I can about every religion, uh, past or present, uh, on the on the face of the earth. I have. That's just the way I am. I try to soak up all knowledge about everything because if you take all of the religions, I've said this before, Take every religion that is currently on this planet, and then even the ones, some of them that are that are not here anymore, and you'll find that they're very similar, that most of the religions were borrowed from their religions or, or evolved into what they are. Take all of the good from all of those religions and put them all together, and that is the law of one. That is the law of one. That is everything that you need to know is in there. Every practice, because you have your chakras, which is part of the pagan Wiccan uh, uh, religion, which is also part of the Eastern philosophical thought, which they want to keep that away from the Christians because that stuff has to do with magic again. So they don't want you thinking for yourself and thinking there's a higher self and thinking that you have a higher self so that there's abilities that you might have. No, no, no. They were trying to keep you here now in this body and in the seats in the churches and paying their stuff and listening to them. Right. That was the part that was corrupted about all the churches. Right. And that was done for power reasons. All of that. And, you know, like Kevin had said earlier, nobody gets away with everything forever. And that's what's happening. There's a lot of that happening. And this is what's driving them to try and clamp down more control because more people like me are talking to people like you guys who are already have already had that Neo moment. And you've already taken the blue pill instead of the red pill. And you're already whichever one it was now. I think it was the blue pill meant that he was going to not uh, not go back to the matrix. I don't remember. So don't quote me and get mad at me with hate, hate mail. But uh, you already started to go down that rabbit hole and they can't shut the door anymore. 
And people would say, well, why is that? Okay, here's the perfect example. I said this last night on my show, if you caught it. In 1981, when this whole thing started, we only had uh, just under 2 billion people on this planet. You can go back in time and you can look this up. We have almost 8 billion people on this planet now. That's 40 freaking years ago. Our planet tripled in size. Now, because of that, there's so many. There's like a billion people here that are wanderers. There's so many people that are positive, resonating beings, whether they know it or not. Some people are just good people. They're simple folk. They don't care about religion. They don't care about politics. They're just the nicest people you've ever met, right? You know them. They're out there. That's a good soul. Those people have come here, and they're just being is helping. So we've crossed the point where they can't just murder us anymore. Like they used to pass just in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, they just put a gun to your head because you knew too much. They can't do that anymore. There's too many of us that are, that are on the side of good that is keeping them from that. They kept trying to blow up the planet and kill us off, even this plague. They were hoping that we would all fear it so much that it would kill us. But guys like me kept going, guys, listen to me. Look at the real numbers. Look at their numbers. Look at their numbers. It has a 1% death rate. It never has changed. If you go back in time to March of last year and how many people have, have been tested positive and how many people have died, it was 1%. It was 1% then. You go back and watch my shows where I tell you that. Right? You literally can. Orion Rising News turned up because of this plague. Right? This pandemic. Okay, so, so the numbers have never changed. They just try to, to make you afraid. That's why they're talking about variances now. Variance, variance. You have to get your shot because that's the only way to herd immunity, but yet when you get the shot, you still have to wear a mask. What? And self-distance. Why? Because now you have the antibodies. They don't want you touching other people and giving them to them. Herd immunity will happen that quickly. Funny thing, there was a herd immunity in the dictionary prior to COVID. And, or, or should I say prior to the vaccine uh, for COVID. But they'll have you believe that you can't achieve herd immunity unless you get the shot. It's a lie. There are more people right now alive on this planet that, that had gotten the, the, the virus and survived it. That means they have the antibodies in their body to kill off the virus. That means they're immune to it. Well, then they're saying that the people can get the variants. That's normal with every flu bug. SARS-CoV-2, the flu bug is no different. Do you see? But you still only have a 1%. You know you have a 1% chance of dying of regular flu, right? H1N1, right? You have a 1% chance of dying from that. It's the same as, as COVID-19. Well, how come the numbers are so much higher? Because they lied by 50% to 75%. They overinflated the numbers 50 to 75% of reality. Overinflated it. They're not going to be able to continue doing that because now people are only testing positive at a 1% rate in the United States, under 2%. And here's the thing. They're still not excluding the people that they know is a percent of false positive. So it's very possible that most of the 1% that's coming out positive is the false positive rate that they're pretending doesn't exist. So we could be testing at like two-tenths of a percent positive rate right now, but they're not going to tell you that. They're going to continue to make sure there's a number so that you have to keep wearing a mask because they don't want this to go away. They got you. And they want to keep it that way because they're trying to take control of the, your minds again. But people like me are fighting back, so you guys need to have the knowledge to fight back. 
right? So I tell you that around the world, all of you who are listening to this and will listen to this throughout time until they erase the, the Internet and flush everybody's knowledge down the tubes, which is not going to happen. All right? Namaste, guys. There's a little bit of politics at the end to piss off those websites who don't like politics with the law of one. Right. All right, guys, because it's all the same. It all comes back to the same. And, the, and if you if you don't admit that, that's just like the psychics who were Christian and didn't like the psychics who were or who were uh, non-Christian that used magic until they used their knowledge to a certain point to where they unlocked certain things in their mind and then realized it was all the same. But I had to split my uh, spiritual groups up be- between the Christians and the pagans. Because the Christians hated the pagans. Just like originally I had to split up my paranormal group between the paranormal tech guys, techies, I can't say guys because they're not all guys, paranormal tech, uh, techies and the psychics who were paranormal uh, uh, people. Until all of a sudden every paranormal group hired a medium to come with them. <laughs> I was 25 years ahead of that curve, people. But it took until five years ago before it even started happening. Four until it really started happening. Crazy, right? All right, guys. Namaste. Have a great night. I will be back to do uh, the Law of One news. If you see where it says the Law of One news, right? or I'm sorry, it says, uh, it says uh, uh, Orion Rising news, know that it's all news and politics. If you don't want to get pissed off, because you will, because every time I start talking and half the people think I'm a Republican, the other half think I'm a Democrat, and it only takes a, a few people that are down in the center to go, no, 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 he's a centrist. He's, the, he's neither. I am not. I'm registered as no party affiliation because I think for myself. You should, too. All right, guys, have a good I'm not saying you should, uh, you should be registered as a no-party affiliation, but you should think for yourself. Question everything. All right, have a great night. Namaste. I love you guys. I'll see you next time.